describe Christmas in three words? What would you say? Christmas in three words. It was a question that a number of celebrities were asked a couple of years ago as part of a TV advertising campaign in the lead up to Christmas. And some of their answers included these things coming up on the screen. Christmas in three words. Last minute shopping. Eating too much. Filling a stocking. The Queen's speech and top of the pile came family and friends. Now I'm sure that most of you here can relate to some, if not all of those things on the screen. For many of us, those things are a part of Christmas. But what about the words, Jesus is born, or Christ is King, or glory to God, or God with us? Where do those three words on the screen, God with us, fit in your Christmas? You see, we live in a time when Christmas commercially is booming, right? It's bigger than ever before. But to the point when the real heart of Christmas has been covered up by all those extra trimmings and traditions that come with a 21st century Christmas. You may be familiar with the story of the the school nativity that was going perfectly according to plan until the shepherds arrived in Bethlehem to visit the newborn baby Jesus. But to the horror of the producers and to the amusement, I think, of many parents in the audience, there was no baby Jesus in the manger. He'd been forgotten. You see, the shepherds were in place, the angels were in place, Mary and Joseph were in place, even the animals were in place. But Jesus himself had been forgotten. It's a nativity scene without Christ. Isn't that the story of Christmas for so many people? All the extra details sorted, the turkey's been bought decorations are up, presents are wrapped and under the tree, the drink is cooling in the fridge, but Jesus himself has been forgotten. And you see whether Jesus is is intentionally left out of Christmas, accidentally forgotten, or just covered up with all the extra stuff that happens at Christmas, the result is the same. We end up with a Christ-less Christmas. Happy, maybe, yet hollow ultimately. Now listen to these words again that the angel brought to Joseph before the birth of Jesus because here is the real substance. Here's the real heart of Christmas. Do not be afraid. This is the angel to Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Christmas, in three words, I wonder what your three words would be, because here's the Bible's words. God with us. 
Not last minute shopping, eating too much, filling the stocking, the Queen's speech, or any other three words you might choose to use. But God with us. The reality and the wonder of a God who came to be with us. Or to use the words of the video, God showed up. God showed up quite spectacularly in many ways in our world. Born as a little baby in that manger, in that feeding trough all those years ago. You see, what Joseph learnt from the words of the angel are incredibly important. You see, Joseph was only going to be the father of Jesus in a secondary sense. Can you see that in verse 18? But before they came together, before Mary and Joseph came together in union, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, not from Joseph. That little life that was forming in Mary's womb was conceived from above by God Almighty. Then the implications of that are clear, aren't they? In verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God, you see, is the real father of this child. It's breathtaking, isn't it? That when that little baby was born and placed in that animal feeding trough, In Bethlehem, that was God. That was God himself coming into this world. As one author put it, God became a man. The divine son became a Jew. The almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, unable to do more than lie and stare and wriggle and make noises, needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk like any other child. The babyhood of the Son of God, was a reality. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. That the eternal God became flesh. The infinite became finite. The extraordinary became ordinary. Or as we sing in one of Charles Wesley's great hymns, our God contracted to a span incomprehensibly made man. That's quite some picture, isn't it? The eternal God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. You see, God coming to the earth in the person of Jesus was real. It was real and it was remarkable. The big question we must ask ourselves is why? Why would God do that? What would move the heart of God to leave heaven and to step down into the mess and the brokenness and the pain and the darkness of this world? And the answer to that question is you. The answer to that question is me. He did it for our sake. Jesus left heaven for humanity. As we sung already this evening, mild he lays his glory by, born that man 
no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. What does that mean? Well, it means he did it voluntarily, willingly, and lovingly. He laid aside his glory, swapping the robes of heaven for the clothes of a carpenter, and he was born into this world. Why? That man no more may die. He came to bring life and life to a broken and a dying world. You see, the goal of Christmas is Easter. Yeah? The goal of Christmas is Easter. The reason Jesus came into this world, born as a baby at Christmas, is that he might die in our place at Easter on the cross. And that's why the angel says to Joseph in verse 21 of Matthew's Gospel, first chapter, she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You see, we cannot and we must not divide verse 21 and verse 23. Jesus came into this world as Emmanuel, God with us. But he came to be with us in order to die for us as our saviour. He came to die for our sins. And I think that's why so many people bypass Christmas and leave Jesus on the sidelines, whether intentionally or not, because Christmas is about the coming of a saviour who came to deal with sin. And of course, nobody wants to be told they're a sinner especially at Christmas. And that's why God's gift to us of himself, I think, is actually pretty hard to receive. Imagine opening your first present on Christmas Day morning, and it's a dieting book, and you think, hmm, all right. Second one you open, and it's a stress ball. And the third present you open is a tub or a tube of Just for Men, black hair dye and then the fourth one you open is shoe freshener for smelly shoes you see to genuinely accept those four presents right is to admit that number one you're overweight two you're stressed three you're going gray and four you've got smelly feet you see some presents are actually quite hard to accept right Because in accepting those presents, you're admitting something about yourself. There's something wrong. There's something broken. There's something that you want fixing. And you see, so it is with Jesus. To accept the gift of Jesus, God himself, it means admitting that there's something not right with us. Something broken that needs fixing. It means accepting that we're sinners in need of a saviour. But of course, that's exactly what the Bible tells us. She'll give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And the angel brings a pretty similar message, doesn't he, to the shepherds out on the hillsides just outside Bethlehem on that first night. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. What is that news? 
What's the news that stirs up an outrageous joy in the human heart? A news that is for all people? Today, the town of David, that's Bethlehem, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angelic realms cannot contain themselves. They burst. (laughs) They literally burst with song at the announcement that the savior of this world has come. Christmas is about God showing up as our Savior who came to bring, as we see there in verse 14, everlasting peace. H.G. Wells, author of War of the Worlds, famously stated in his latter years, here I am at 64, still seeking peace. It's a hopeless dream. Or take Field Marshal Lord Montgomery, who was once asked on Desert Island Dish what book he'd take away with him to if he was marooned on a desert island. And he said, I'd take my own history of warfare and would devote the rest of my life to working out how I could stop people fighting. You see, we live in a restless, frantic world that is broken by sin, at war with itself and at war with God. Deep down... Everyone wants peace, right? Deep down, every single person is craving that peace. And Jesus, as the Prince of Peace, came to bring exactly that everlasting peace. Not just a temporary respite for a few days when you shut the door, open presents and eat chocolate. But an everlasting peace. I wonder as we finish now... How would you describe Christmas in three words? Because the three words that the Bible would use are there on the screen. God with us. And he came to be with us in order to die for us, to bring everlasting peace to us. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift.